Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Sarah Webb on the line. Sarah, how are you? Excellent. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? I am awesome. Really looking forward to this conversation. So as you know, because you said you listened to some episodes and I really appreciate that. Uh, you know, the beginning of the show, I, I always ask our guests to kind of identify themselves and share the work that they do. And then we dive into the conversation. So the floor is yours. Thank you so much, Michael. Sarah Webb, in a word, I am a healer. I heal with my words. I heal with my wisdom. I do have some occasional dry wit in there. I'm an inspirational speaker, a published author as of most recent, and a coach. Although I really prefer the nomenclature of a spiritual activist. I think that a coach kind of pigeonholes people, coaches into doing a very specific thing, whereas my coaching is a bespoke 13-week, very customized plan. And I absolutely love what I do. I basically teach people how to become more spiritually aligned with themselves. My mission is to get the world to meditate. And that is a big mission and vision. I know for a fact that meditation changes lives. Meditation saved my life. And because of that, I want to basically infect as many people as possible with the neuroscience, the biology. It's basically the intersection of where science meets spirituality, because there are physiological reasons why meditation works. And I think that the vast majority of the population is afraid of meditation in some way. Maybe you're already a meditator. Maybe you've tried it, but you don't feel really confident. Meditation is magic. It's medicine. And it's mostly completely free. There's basically no excuse to not sit for a few minutes a day and meditate. There's a famous Buddhist saying that says, you should sit in meditation for 20 minutes a day, unless you are very busy. And then you should sit for an hour. I love that quote from Buddha because it's true. And I meditate and it makes it makes so much of a difference in one just calming my blood pressure as simple mm. as that on scientifically top of, proven exactly yeah. it's it, it's one of those things where and i was having a conversation because i getting some massage therapy in the too much information department on this side of my <laughs> shoulder and neck i don't have the flexibility like i do if i look the other way so i'm mm. getting that done so I'm, I'm speaking with the doctor yesterday about that and you know we're talking about how dynamically interconnected our bodies are from our brain and all of that. And I, I, one of the comments that I made was I'm really thankful that we breathe without us thinking about breathing because sometimes we get so much in our heads. I think we would literally forget to breathe and you'd see people falling over sideways all across the land because, <laughs> oh, oh, he forgot to breathe. And, but it, it, it's, it's true. And the, the one thing is we, we do forget to, breathe mm -hmm. and, and and focus on 
situations and just you know taking taking a minute or taking 30 minutes or 60 minutes it would in, in my talks you know i ask people you know why don't you take time to do things for yourself that are beneficial to you whether it's mm-hmm. relaxing reading walking things like that and of course they say they don't have time and i'll ask right. them okay if they have an iphone or as i call mine my iBinky. so if you've got <laughs> this device let's go into screen time please Mm-hmm. And okay, what are you averaging a day on this thing? Okay, you don't have time. Yeah, you do. Uh, you're watching Netflix. And again, not not knocking anybody. If that's a relaxation right. technique for you, by all means, use it to help you, you know, re- relax and detox from your day, whatever the case may be. But focus on those things that can heal you. And right. if you do that, then a couple things happen. I'll even share my own personal observations with this. When you're taking better care of yourself and you start feeling better than those, what I like to call vices, don't seem as necessary. It's like, I don't need to look at Instagram as much today, or I'm going to take the day off from looking at any email other than urgent messages and just you know take some time away from it. Don't worry, they'll be there You know when you get back to it. But we have this, I have to deal with this, I have to deal with this, and we don't take the time. We, we end up cutting our own self-care and our own benefit out uh, in the language you know, that we use. is like, oh, I have to do this. Do we? Do we? Mm-hmm. And it, it's, you know, so that's why, you know, when your name came across and I said, oh, you definitely want to talk with you about this because I think this is important for my audience because as entrepreneurs and small business owners, yes. they're grinding and going and going, and I'll get to it later. Well, yep. later is not guaranteed. So that's why your work is so critically important. I know. And I love that you focus on burnout because I think that especially for us entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, people leading teams, we get pulled in so many different directions already. And then when we have something more complex, perhaps to deal with, whether that's family, kids, any of those stresses, our tendency may be, and I'm not calling anybody out here, to distract and dissociate. And essentially, that divides us even further. It divides us from ourselves, from the connection that we have with ourselves. And I'm so glad that you mentioned the nervous system and the autonomic nervous system is what you're talking about. That aspect of the nervous system that just breathes, regulates our sweat glands, our salivary glands, our heart rate, and we don't have to think about it at all. And then we have events which activate our sympathetic nervous system that we've heard of as fight or flight. But The antidote to that is to activate the parasympathetic nervous system, which is that ability to rest and digest. And there are really simple ways that you alluded to in order to do this. And it's focusing on our breath. I mean, so often people live in anxiety or depression. They live in the future or the past. But if we can get centered, whether it's a stressful event, traffic, some employee or colleague of ours that's perhaps activating that sympathetic nervous system, if we can just embody our experience, drop in, okay, where am I? What am I doing? 
Can I breathe in this moment? Because the tendency of our autonomic, of our sympathetic nervous system rather, is to stop breathing effectively. We begin to breathe from the top portion of our chest. And that is fantastic. If we really need to fight or really need to flee, let's say, you know, homo sapien out hunting and gathering. If you've got a saber-toothed tiger, jaguar, tribes person, you need to fight or flee. That's awesome because you've now got blood going to your extremities and you can literally fight or flee. Not great when that cortisol is being activated on a daily minute by minute, hour by hour basis. That's what causes that belly fat that now they're making pills for. Whereas meditation is medicine that you can take just for a few minutes a day. And it's all about starting that practice. I, I trust that many of the entrepreneurs out here have heard of, or maybe even read James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, or something similar. We tend to already have really great habits, but in it, he says that it's just about establishing the practice and three minutes a day. And I advocate using the car. Now, don't do it while you're actually operating the car, but the car is a wonderful place to capture a few minutes. When you arrive at work, before you go in, when you arrive at home, before you go in, when you're leaving work, before you drive away. Hey, honey, I've got the groceries. I'm on the way home. You've got a few minutes to honor yourself. And what's really beautiful about the practice of meditation is the physiological access that we have to information that's already available to us. I'll throw some statistics at you. All around us at every single moment, it doesn't matter where you are on the earth, there are billions of bits of data coming at you. The human brain is pretty amazing. It can process around 11 million bits per second. But we are only conscious of between 40 and 50 of those 11 million bits per second. On average, we are conscious of 0.04% of all the information that's already available to us. 99.96% of everything that's hitting our brains and our bodies is being processed by your subconscious, your unconscious. I'll throw one more statistic at you. Our bodies have 11 million sensory receptors. Five senses, 11 million receptors, 10 million of the 11 million have directly to do with our sight. So how do you access the 99.96% of information that's already in there? You shut off 10 million of your 11 million sensory receptors. And listen, for people who have strong faiths, prayer is talking to God and meditation is listening. It's being open to what I believe firmly is access to what quantum physics postulates as the unified field of all possibility. You can call it God with a capital G, a lowercase G. You can call it the Holy Spirit. You can call it your higher self. Whatever it is, there's creativity that lives there. I mean, I am publishing a book that was largely written as a result of me getting quiet and poetry just being dropped in my sphere, being dropped in my head. I wrote these poems over just a matter of years and compiled them over a matter of months. And it outlines my healing journey that all began as a result of the practice of meditation that I started six years ago. That's amazing. And one thing I tell a lot of people, whether I'm speaking in an event or just conversations with people, is if you can get to your ideal state and shut out 
10 million of those receptors Mm -hmm. uh, and really just kind of focus and relax. And one thing that works for me is, and this is something that I've done recently within the last few years, was approach things with a curiosity, not not judgmental, not Mm. condemning a curiosity. There's enough judgment going on. All you got to do is turn on the news. You'll find it. No problem at all. And I tell people... (laughs) Not don't live in a cave, but regulate your consumption of that yeah. information because it impacts you. It stresses you. Prolonged stress turns into burnout and it causes all kinds of different things, whether it's waistlines, heart attacks, marriage ending, whatever. You know, there's all kinds mm-hmm. of things that happen just because you're consuming negative things. But mm-hmm. approaching life with this curiosity as to, hmm, I wonder why that person is feeling that or why someone is having such a difficult time with this where a colleague is doing the same identical work and they're not, you know, where's the, where's the differences? And, you know, you could, you could narrow it down with a simple question. Do you know anything about meditation? And I'm guessing the person that's successful, they may not identify it as meditation, but, they, they do some things like, okay, that, that, that explains a lot. You're able to kind of take yourself from a situation, unpack it, look at it. And I love the analogy you mentioned earlier about the car. I mean, that's a great thing for parents to do mm-hmm. uh, if they have a stressful role or had a stressful day at work, leave that at work. And one way to do it is just, okay, it's done. I survived it. I thrived. I was able to navigate through those challenging situations. Yes, I'm not happy with how things turned out, but I did my best in the moment. Now I'm going to go inside. I'm going to greet my family and do whatever you do. You know, the dog will be happy to see you as they usually are. I actually saw an article, complete side segue. So this is on the BBC. Uh, Scientists have discovered that dogs will actually tear up when they see you know, a human that they really love, like, you know, their parents or somebody, and they, if they haven't seen them in a while, they will actually cry a little bit, which is interesting. I didn't, I didn't dig deep into the study or who did it and all that, but it was on the BBC. So if people are listening and they want to look at it, just Google dogs cry BBC, you should be able to find it. But so let's talk about this book. You know, obviously (laughs) whenever anybody that I have on the show writes a book, I always ask them, okay, what, what motivated you to do that? Because it is a very time-consuming endeavor, not just with editing and cover art and, okay, how come Amazon's not accepting the, the size of the book? They're just inside stories for publishers that do things there. <laughs> but, but specifically, you know, what, you know, what was the motivation? You're like, okay, why? why? And, you, and you mentioned that you've been writing these poems for a long time. And you, you know, what was it about it that said, you know what, I need to share this with the world and not just keep it to myself? It just goes back to the fact that I'm a healer. I've always been a writer. I've been writing since I could. I have dozens and dozens of books that are filled with my journaling, my writing, my, I've won awards for my writing. I have a degree in writing and I've got a lot of books in me. This is a first attempt. It's an exercise. I'm publishing through Balboa Press, which is the self-publishing arm of Hay House, 
very spiritually minded community. And it's how many authors get discovered. And this exercise in poetry, as you can tell, I can tend to be rather verbose. So a few years ago, whenever I became a mother for the first time with my biological child, I now have three children due to my my bonus children, but I found it difficult to write. So I challenged myself to write a haiku every day. And a haiku is five syllables in the first line, seven syllables in the second, and five in the third. And as sometimes I would write two haikus, but it forced me to be sparing. And that's all that poetry is. People think that poetry is dead, but poetry is alive all over the internet. What do you think a meme is? What do you think a quote is that gets shared millions and millions of times? What do you think a soundbite is? It's a blip of poetry. And so I believe that this book is really just my first foray into that publishing world. And it's another avenue to reach people. There are people like you and me who don't consume a whole lot of the news or television. I take it in very small doses and I absolutely do not consume it in the morning or at night when your brain is in that hypnagogic or hypnopompic state. You're very impressionable during those times. And I know that you're a fellow NLP, I'm also NLP certified. When we're in that state, that trap door between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind is so thin and we're so impressionable. So for your listeners out there who immediately turn on the news or flip over to CNN or the Wall Street Journal or wherever you consume your news, that is not the time to be pumping your brain with negative information. I wake up in the morning and I make a gratitude list. I've been making a gratitude list since February 27th, 2020. Serendipitously, I began this practice just in time to keep me sane. And I have gratitude partners and we send around our lists to one another so that in the morning, if I happen to sleep past six or 7 a.m., I usually have three or four gratitude lists. Perhaps they contain some affirmations from my gratitude partners. This is the way to begin your day. Our brains, our subconscious minds, our conscious minds have been keeping us safe. We are naturally constantly scanning for problems because it's trying to keep us safe. And so that's why we tend to latch on to negativity and why being positive is quote unquote hard for some people. But if we focus on that glass half full, focus on the things for which we can have gratitude, that is a big change in the trajectory of our days. And meditation, of course, is a beautiful way to start your day just to get quiet. I meditate every single morning and I actually meditate twice a day for 20 minutes, twice a day. I do a very specific kind of meditation called TM, Transcendental Meditation. You can go to tm.org and find a teacher. I am not a TM teacher. However, you can find a certified teacher. It does cost money and it's a four-day course, two hours each. But I'm a firm believer that you don't have to pay for meditation. There are thousands of different kinds of meditation. There are millions of free meditations on YouTube. You can download Insight Timer, Headspace. You can go in person. You can find meetup groups. I mean, there's basically no excuse to not get quiet with yourself for just a few minutes. And if you need a teacher, reach out. You can find one. And of course, 
my coaching does include very customized meditations that I do over Zoom with my clients. And then I record them and send them to them in their inbox so that they can continue with that meditation for that week until we meet again. So anyway, I know that was a kind of a circuitous answer, but um, I'm just so passionate about it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's important. It's, the, it's your passion that, that heals people. And yeah, I will share, and I don't think I've ever shared this on this show before, but this is something that John Gordon, a leadership author, does. And I read it in one of his books, and I do the same thing. Literally, when I wake up in the morning, after, when my feet hit the floor, I say, thank you. Yeah. And I, I said, thank you for a restful night's sleep. Yes. Thank you for waking up. You know, it mm-hmm. means I have I have another opportunity to do something. And yes. and and I just I, that's how I start my day. I don't have I don't wake up to a clock radio like I used to, you know. Well I grew up in Detroit, so I'd go to sleep, you know, waking up listening or going to sleep listening to Detroit Tiger baseball games or a sporting event or whatnot and wake up and then it's the morning news on that particular station and it's you know, you wake up to things and you're like, okay, and I stopped doing that and I noticed, okay, my mornings don't seem to be as anger filled and again you know it's just one of those things where you hear things you, it's, it's natural to get upset because we we as humans we want people to be well we want them to be healthy we want them to attain their dreams whatever their dreams are to be successful and whatever their definition of success is not mine I, I don't push my success definition on anyone or anything else it's like what's successful for you and what makes you joy and fulfilled in life, do that, whatever it takes, as long as it's legal. Okay. And you know, <laughs> if it's, it's, if it's illegal, then move to a country where it's not, you know, but other than that, <laughs> it, it's just important to do that. And in, in this book is going to really impact some people's lives because again, it's, and I love the, the antidote you mentioned before about memes and all the other things are poetry. <laughs> we, why, we consume those. A lot of them we consume because of you know, laughter and entertainment and things like that, but inspirational quotes or quotes from leaders or just people saying something. Sometimes that's all it takes for us to kind of shift our direction a little bit if we're having a challenging day, just reading a quote. And I, you know, my phone is littered with them with screenshots and whatnot, or if it's on Instagram, I'll save an image and then I just go back and I'll scroll through them. You know, sometimes it's like, okay, if I'm having a day where I'm like, okay, yeah. this is it. It's like, okay, what do I need to do? You know, kind of like the old school stop, drop and roll yeah. kind of thing. It's like, okay, let's stop. Let's, let's go look at some things. Let's remind myself of, of who I am and exactly. what I'm doing. And when I do that, it, it changes the station. And the programming and you know the language that we use on ourselves and like okay you know in the exercise you mentioned a few minutes ago it's like kind of just stopping like okay where am I what's going on why am I feeling this was I triggered by something what was that is that actually happening right now is that saber tooth mm-hmm. behind me is there right. actually a tiger behind me <laughs> no there's there's a there's a wall behind me it's like okay and it, it's cement you know so it's there's nothing getting through that because I hear my neighbor all the time trying to drill through it. I live in a condo building and it's like, dude, would you go to Home Depot and buy a proper drill? You're never going to get anything in this wall. <laughs> so unless it's the government trying to install a spying device on me, I don't know why they want to spy on me. I'm online. They can find whatever they want. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, so 
I've loved our conversation, Sarah. I could talk to you for hours on this. Where can people find out more about you, uh, the book, and everything else that you're doing? Same here. I do want to inject one more little moment. The book is available on Amazon as well as barnesandnoble.com. It's available in paperback. It's less than an hour read or digital download, all under $10. I do want to touch on the fact that this is about my healing journey and healing requires injury. I am two and a half years off of the bottle. I have come out of the closet as a gay woman and I have healed from deep sexual trauma that I sustained 14 years ago. The book focuses on the fact that I utilized meditation and nature in order to heal from these traumas with a big T, traumas with a little T. We all experience trauma and it's about not the gruesome nature of it. It's about the fact that life is not what happens to us. Life is how we, res- how we respond to it. So I just wanted to give a trigger warning there in case someone bought it or downloaded it and <laughs> were mad at me because I didn't warn them in some way. If you'd like to reach out to me, I am on Instagram and online at my website. They are one and the same. Sarah Webb says, S-A-R-A-W-E-B-B-S-A-Y-S, sarahwebbsays.com or on Instagram at Sarah Webb says and drop into my DMs or send me a contact. I am available as an inspirational speaker. I don't have any coaching slots available because I am a mom and I'm very busy, but they are 13 week programs. So you can get on the waiting list in order to sign up for my bespoke coaching. And thank you so much, Michael, for this opportunity. I appreciate that. And and thank you for your transparency and, you know, and, and notifying the audience that um, there are some uh, emotional subject matters that uh, you were brave enough to, to share and, you know, help transform you in, in your life and all of that. And it, it kind of reminds me, which is completely off on the side is like when we were growing up, if you're watching some type of a show or something, they say, don't try this at home. That, <laughs> that, that, that doesn't mean, well, we'll just go over to Brian's house. Cause you didn't mention anything about that. We'll do it over there. But uh, <laughs> it's just me being, making some levity on some things. So Sarah, again, thank it. you so much for this. Really appreciate it. And, and thank, thank you again you. for being you. Many blessings. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.